Hello everybody, welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast. We're back for another podcast looking at the, well, the majority of the fixtures over the month of October. My name is Dave and as you can see me today, slightly different surroundings. Uh, this is the second attempt of doing it today, which I'm sure these two aren't too happy about. But yes. uh, we did attempt it live, didn't quite go to plan, so we've had to go with the old Skype method. Um, so with me today, we've got Matt Cooper. Matt, how's it going? Yeah, mate, pretty tired, but oh, we're all sorry. right. And <laughs> um, we've also got Tom Rouse, the old golden black. Tom, how's it going? Yes, great. We don't get this sort of amateur behaviour on my own podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. There we go. That's the, that's the one and only That's the comp- you get. compensation. Rouse and Roach, yeah. download it. Well, today, guys, we're going to be, as I say, uh, looking at the majority of the October fixtures. We're going to also be looking back at... Uh, well, looking at some of the questions that you guys have given us, and we have also got almost like a, a guest appearance on the podcast as well. So stay tuned for for that one. Uh, it's we're special. Gonna, yeah, we we're going to start off with the game against Southampton. Though, um, unfortunately, I wasn't there. Hashtag plastic. Plastic. That's it. Um, but I'll let you two, um, you know, look at this one. It was a, a pretty poor performance by Wolves. In all truth, not many shots on goal, boys. Uh, a little bit more of the ball than expected, Tom. But what, how do you rate that sort of performance? Yeah, well, uh, having spoken about it earlier on, it did jog my <laughs> memory because yeah. I, I had completely forgotten about the game before we spoke <laughs> about it earlier on. Um, the losing Ryan Bennett early on was a huge uh, loss. I didn't realise how important he was into the structure of the team because when he went off and Vallejo came on, we fell to pieces and he was at fault for the the goal that we conceded as well, alongside Cody's, but he didn't really help. Um but yeah, it was a, a disappointing way to follow up the Manchester City game. Um, we, we, you know, getting a result where you don't expect to get a win and then to follow it up with a game that you should win with a draw is, doesn't, it sort of evens itself out, really. Yeah, I, 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 thought, it, I thought it was poor. Um, I came away thinking you know, neither team deserved the point from that. Southampton were pretty, pretty futile um, with, with every attack they had. I mean, they scored through... A, a poor defensive error from Cody and Vallejo combining. So, uh, and Wolves didn't create much either. They had the two goals disallowed, but rightfully so. But yeah, it, it was disappointing. It disappointed more so, but everyone was expecting the three points. So they should Southampton at home. Mm. No disrespect to Southampton, but we are a better team. Than them. Well, and they they, so, they followed it up with a nine nil defeat. So you know, I think rightfully we could think that we should be winning that game. Yeah, especially. You know, it, it, straight after the Man City game as well, it was well. It's not straight after, but the, the next mm. fixture, we're all expecting a, a big, big performance carrying on for the Man City game and that momentum. But it just didn't happen, did it? Well, the, the international break didn't help, really, did it? Having two weeks off, if it had been the next Saturday or the or the midweek after, I think we might have we might have won. But I think because they'd all gone away or they'd all rested and not played any football for two weeks and not seen each other, I think that maybe affected them in the long run, really. Well, in that result, how much, anyway. How much of an impact do you think VAR had on it? Because in, in theory, well, disallowed two goals. So, yeah. well, and I think uh, we were lucky to get a penalty as well from it. I think you could, you could, if it had been rescinded, if it hadn't have been given from VAR, I don't think we could have complained too much. I think it was pretty soft. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I think uh, obviously, uh, I mean, it's a bit weird because we have spoke about it earlier. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I said and being yeah. consistent. Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what yeah. I didn't say earlier. I'm going like, oh, brilliant. Everyone's yeah. looking at me like, what are you? Yeah, um, but I mean, the, it what it was. You can see why the penalty was given. Um, VAR couldn't really overturn it because there was contact. It wasn't really a dive, was it? So, mm. 
I think in the middle of the park, rep, some ref, most referees would give that as a foul sort of thing. Um, I think with with it being a penalty, it was maybe a little bit harsh, as you say. I think a lot of fans would have been sort of uh, a bit disappointed if that was given against them. Yeah. Um, but and the the Raul goals as well. I mean, they both are correct, as harsh as as they may seem. But uh, do you think that had a, much of an effect on Wolves for the majority of the game, just in terms of how we were playing and so on as well? It gives it gives the opposition team yeah. opposition momentum, doesn't it? Yeah. Except it's for the first game of the season at Leicester when we first fell foul of the uh, the VAR. Is it's like it's the equivalent of scoring a goal. Yeah. If you have one, um, it goes like for you. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, yeah, it's because the the opposition fans go absolutely mental and they're up for it. The team's deflated. It's just. It's just so I I hate it, and if you've got a, if you've got to slow things down to a frame by frame freeze, then it's not clear and obvious. No. Yeah, yeah. If you can't see it after two or three times looking at it, then for me it shouldn't be contested. Mm. We, uh, stop, we there's a lot of stop goals, aren't they? Yeah, there's a lot of Wolves fans as well. Uh, you know, slating the uh, Southampton fans for celebrating, but we get to see a goal that's been disallowed in our favour. I would be very surprised if any Wolves fans didn't celebrate a goal, you know, that was disallowed against us. Because, it, well, as Matt said, it's a huge moment in the game. It turned that half because Wolves were the dominant team and were right. Well, not rightfully ahead, but my my point uh, that I made earlier on that uh, was about <laughs> the um, uh, the defence didn't. Uh, put, no defenders put their hands up to appeal for a, an offside on Catrone, who laid the ball off for Jimenez to score the goal. So in my mind, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. Whereas if you take, I don't know, the the handball, I think that one of the defenders did spot it. The linesman spied it. But it's those things that are so fine. Like we just watched Everton Spurs now and that handball with Deli Alley where they took four minutes to look at it or whatever. That's not a clear and obvious error. It needs to be looked at once or twice and you think, actually, no, move on quickly. It's the, yeah. the whole reason we all like football is because it's I, it's passionate, yeah. it's immediate. Have you seen have you seen their reasoning for why they didn't give that? No. Uh they've come well, they've come out for both the leg break and that. Mm. And uh, they said that Deli Alley was under pressure from the attacker, so therefore couldn't um they couldn't give it as a handball. But, but why, why did it take him so long to to get to the like, bottom of that? Like that's, you, the, that's my like problem. you say, Tom, I think if, if, if you look at a replay, maybe, okay, you look at the same replay, but maybe two or three different angles. Mm. If you if you say straight away, bloody hell, ref, how on earth have you missed that? Yeah. Then that's when you give it. But like you say, the fact that, not just the Deli Alley decision, just in in. in any case that it's taken over two or three minutes yeah. then it's it's not clear obvious you should trust the referee's yeah. sort of decision and it's it's been used in rugby it's taken 15 years in rugby to get it to the point that it is now but it's it works very very well in rugby but the reason why you can't have why, why I think that in rugby you don't want an appeal system is because the players can't see what's going on they're on the floor yeah. having their heads smashed in whereas in football it's yes it's very fast but the players can see exactly what's going on. They know if a player's behind them or they get the sense if a player's handballed it. It's, it needs to be adapted considerably if they're going to continue to use it uh, next season. And they, they are going to use it next season, I imagine, but it needs to it needs to change desperately. Spent so much money on it to be put in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't, I, I, well, as you say, it's going to be at least here for the rest of this season. They're not going to scrap it after, you know, 10 games already. No. It's working all right in European League, so it's just our league. Shock the FA Cup. Premier League can't get anything right. Yeah, they've changed too much too soon. I think it was on the Football Ramble they were talking about if they'd have just brought it in for offsides this season. And then next season they'd have brought in the handball rule as well. And and then rather than just changing everything immediately, I think it's changed too much too soon and too quickly. And the fact that uh, we'd actually be in a Europa League spot if uh, VAR didn't exist, apparently, according to these alternative. League tables that keep yeah. cropping well, up. Oh, these alternative league tables. And we'd be top four if it was just second half performance. If we right, just scored so. all our shots on target and not conceded any goals, we'd be top, we'd of, be the top of the league. Yeah. And the Villa would, if they didn't play after 90 minutes, so yeah. they'd be uh, probably still be Bottom. 17th or 18th. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Southampton game and VAR rant over. I'm sure we, that's probably going to have to be a feature now for probably on every podcast with the amount of games that we cover and the amount of BS that VAR and they said VAR they said that it would end discussion didn't they no it's still opinion isn't it it's yeah stupid. Um we move on now back to uh, back to the Europa <laughs> League uh, Wolves faced off against Slovan Bratislava our third group stage game and obviously the third team that we faced off against ended up as a 2-1 victory but before we talk about the game we're going to hand over to our guest appearance, Harry Mantle from the 77 Club podcast. He gave us his thoughts on actually getting into the ground, uh, on the atmosphere and uh, his thoughts on the atmosphere and so on. Uh, and then we'll give our quick thoughts on the game. Hello, Dave. Hello, Talking Wolves. So, yeah, my um, experience of Bratislava. First of all, I just want to say Slovakia or Bratislava is a really, really nice place. Really clean, great atmosphere in the pubs before with all the Wolves fans. As you know, there's only meant to be 200 there, but like me and the other lads I went with, we did book before and we gambled. It was only a £100 return, so if we weren't going to get into the ground, which I didn't think we would, to be honest, it was still a good trip over there, do you know what I mean? To have a few drinks and that, mixed with the fans, which there was probably a good 700 over there, I reckon, in total, trying to get in. And the Express and Star were milling around doing videos, as I'm, as I'm sure you saw. was on that a few times, and yeah, the build-up was amazing. Really good... Um, Place, good atmosphere, great beer and all that. So yeah, we get to the game and uh, we thought we'll have a go. We walk around by the ground, load of kids as you imagine, or mad buzzing atmosphere. And we give up. We were like, we ain't going to do it, lads. We ain't going to get in. We ain't going to get offered tickets. But we went to the pub. There was a few Wolves fans in there. We were like, lads, are you watching it in here? They were like, no, no, we're going to the ground. Have another go. There's rumours going around that there are a lot of tickets going on sale from the locals. So me and Sam were like, nah. Like we're done, we're just going to watch it in here. But we luckily, Bayless and Jack convinced us. We went back to the ground, we were walking around, and literally, as soon as we got to the ground, this bloke walked up to me, grabbed my arm, and he went, Excuse me, excuse me, you want tickets, you want tickets? We were like, Yeah, 25 euro, 25 euro each for the tickets, and we were in. Bit touch and go, and we got in. Jack actually got questioned by security, they were like, who are you? Are you a teacher? Um, it's a bit weird, isn't it? An English, an English lad in his mid-twenties just going in. He's meant to be teachers only, taking in the kids. It was a bit dodgy, but he somehow pretended that he was a PE teacher. <laughs> I don't know how. I didn't get questioned. I went to the most quietest turnstile I could find. We got in, walked round, and the way the ground was laid out, you could just walk round the whole stadium. It's like brand new, and there's no no segregations at all. You could just walk all the way round. We went to our normal seats, and as you know, the game kicked off. The first half was horrendous. I won't go into too much detail about the game, because I'm sure you lads will do that. But yeah, the first half was really poor. And then obviously we turned it round second half. Really good penalty by Jimenez. He obviously got the penalty. 
Sace's goal was a bit lucky, but we'll take it and we got the win. So, but on about the 60th minute after Jimenez's penalty, we thought, well, let's try and go in the away end. We realised the security was a bit lax. They did have security down the sides of the away end, but we noticed people walking in and out freely. So we just walked all the way round, walked in, straight into the away end. If you, you could have been a Slovakian, you could have been an absolute nutter. You could have just walked in and started fighting. The security did not care. They were just stood there for show, I think. So yeah, all in all, an unbelievable experience out there. I'm glad I went now, because obviously, as you can imagine, we were a bit gutted when it was meant to be behind closed doors, but turned out to be a full house, one of the maddest atmospheres I've ever been in, because the kids were absolutely electric, as you've probably seen on some of the videos and heard it on the telly. And they made the atmosphere, to be fair to them. They were so excited. I think they'd come from all around the country from different schools. So, so yeah, all in all, really good experience, a really good win, a huge win. Shout out to Nuno, absolute legend. He came up to the Wolves fans after the game, was high-fiving all the Wolves fans. Probably only disappointing thing was obviously Jota getting sent off. He could have cost us a result there. Lost his head a bit. But yeah, overall, I stayed there till the Saturday. Great few nights out there. Really, really good. Every Wolves fan we met out there were incredible. No trouble. Wolves fans held themselves well. That's the big thing for me in the Europa League. I've been to two now and I haven't heard on others there's been any trouble. The Wolves fans are just loving this Europa League adventure. Let's hope it continues. Let's hope we beat them in the return leg. And yeah, cheers for having me on, lads. And I'll... See you soon. Cheers, talking Morse. So big thanks to Harry for that. I'll make sure I leave a link to him in the description down below. He did a pretty crazy match vlog, quite a unique experience as well. Um, uh, the craziest thing about that vlog was the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a magic eye poster. <laughs> Borrowed his dad's no, shirt, didn't he? Top lad, Harry. You got a lot of stick for that shirt. I felt sorry for him. I mean, it was tragic, but he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a top fella. You got a lot of stick sure. for that, but let me just slag it off once more. Let me be the last <laughs> he did, no, of but like... We we obviously know each other, and it did look a bit like a flannel, like a, a tea towel. But <laughs> you know, he's a <laughs> he's a top lad, and I'm sure he'll never wear it again. So yeah, he's gone to the charity shop now. That is bless it. Well, he probably came from yeah, there back from where it came. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a legend. I love him. He's class. the craziest bit about that clip there was that his mate, his mate um, pretended to be a PE teacher. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he was so bad. He had to be on his best behaviour. Um, uh, or or his Slovenian slash no Slovakian accent, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was really that was really good. He's definitely picked that up from over there. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, nah, cheers for that, Harry. Top yeah, line. Top line. Um, we'll talk about the game quickly. I mean, it wasn't uh, the best of starts for Wolves, was it? It took just what eleven minutes for Bratislava to take the lead. Andres Spora, who always know, rated him. Yeah, always rated him. <laughs> I label him as the key man on the match preview. You know, um, but. Pretty direct, pretty easy goal. Poor Wolves goal to concede, really, wasn't it, Tom? Uh, well, Cody to blame again, arguably. Two digs at Cody already, Tom. I don't trust oh, no. anything that lads. No, I think, well, I think we've just done, we've done this, the earlier recording. Yeah, we've just done this bit already, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's carry on. Well, between Cody and Patricio, they should be doing better with that shot, really. But I, I can't really remember the build-up to it. I'm sure it was just too easy to get through the midfield and get it to their um, star player, uh, whoever, whatever his name was. Um, but we were generally quite poor and slow in the first half. Like that's well, that is the theme this season: is that three-five-two, slow, nil-nil halftime, or one-nil down, and then we'll win the second half one-nil. And because we go three-four-three, and that was the case uh, that Thursday when they brought on Traore at halftime, and he tore their left back a new one, and was well completely changed again that left back didn't have a clue what he was doing when Traore came on even like simple passes he was misplacing or putting them out for a throw in he really got into his head and, and 
you know, causing him all sorts of trouble, not just when he was running at him, but just in general play. Um, and it did take a long time for Wolves to get into the game, but there was that spell of, what, five or six minutes where we scored the two goals and then shut up shop them and made sure that we got the, the win. And, it, you know, I know that they're only the fourth seed in their group and they're and they are only Slovan Bratislava, but they'd never lost in that stadium. That's something to be said. And it was taking just, points off the other two teams in the group. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. And it was a, a peculiar atmosphere with so many children there, and it being loud. And you know, you can say what you like, say what you like about it. They they must have benefited from having some sort of crowd there, where really they should have been playing behind closed doors. But I think we did very very well to come away with three points and in a very strong position in the, for the rest of the group now. It seemed like it seemed like the players actually sort of enjoyed that atmosphere. I think it was something completely new. I know. Uh, for sure, uh, Patricio put something on Instagram like thanking UEFA to allow all all this this crowd to come in. He probably didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't think he, you would have well, thanked UEFA. Press team probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tweet like, something like yeah, tweet, yeah, tweet something <laughs> yeah, like this. Something like this. Yeah. Fans are great. God is <laughs> No, um, but Matt, it's it was a, another weird. I mean, the formation again. It seems like oh, the first half was total shock. Catrone so and Jimenez up front. I just don't. It just doesn't work, work mate. It? it really doesn't work. I don't know what it is. I mean, we don't play to Catrone's strengths at the best of times, but they just they were so far apart. They weren't they weren't linking up with each other. So uh, we, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that again. But it, it was just so lackluster, and obviously we went down. To an early goal, and I remember saying to my dad, "Like, at least we scored now, rather than we, we can change it. We can yeah. make a change now." Like, but again, he went with a three-five-two, and I get that he not wants to frustrate, but wants to kind of suss out the game, which is a bit safer. Three-five-two, but it's just we never we never start a game looking like we want to win it. No. We always look like we're settling for a draw. Obviously, we'll go on to the Arsenal game, and that was a bit different, but it was just shocking, and then. He had like Catroni who was playing bad, bloody Gibbs White who can pass wind, and then, <laughs> and that's not me singling him out because I do it with every player for not playing well. But on on the night he was poor, Catroni was poor. Um, can't remember who else who else played. It wasn't very good, but no one no one stood out apart from Adama. I'll tell you who did stand up for me um, is Max Kilman. Because yeah. he, I wasn't expecting him to be thrown into the team at at this point. Uh, Bolly wasn't injured, was he? Um, who who did he come in for? Um, Bennett slash Vallejo because he was crap the game before. Who? Whoa, who, whoa, who, whoa, whoa! Pretty good on the chance. He played right centre back. Sace was Sace was playing in the middle. He played quite well actually. Yeah, that, that was someone who I thought played well. Yeah, because so he, it would have been Bennett, Vallejo, or Kilman, and Vallejo's crap. Bennett was injured, so they went for Kilman. Well, but he did really well. He was quite assured on the ball. He looked a lot more improved than the Punic game that we saw him. He slagged him off. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And I said that he wasn't a professional footballer. He's done really. <laughs> he's done really well to become a professional footballer. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, again, we will talk about the Villa game. And Max Kilman was is pretty solid. I mean, yeah. it was it was a, as you say, we needed half time. We needed that new no pep talk. We needed that change of formation and change yeah. of personnel. And it, Wolves. Would have been very, very disappointed uh, not to have got anything out of the game because 61% possession. Again, cr- chances created, 
10, just 10 shots in that game. Yeah. Um, I think against that sort of quality of opposition, no disrespect to, to Slovan Bratislava, I'm sure they yeah, are I'm listening. I'm sure they'll be watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we, we do have to, I mean, it'll be very interesting come Thursday to see how, how we've mm. sort of developed over the last couple of weeks. But do you think that we should be putting teams like that to the sword a bit more? Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I think that we mentioned earlier on that we haven't mentioned is uh, Sace's goal and that he, well, just had a pot shot from 25 yards, 30 yards, which we, apart from well, Nevis, All of us, did every, all, all three of us go, don't shoot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, like and, uh, uh, oh. Oh, it's yeah, but Dependent. you never know what's going to happen with a, a skidding. You know, if it's raining, it's skidding off the pitch, or a bounce just in front of the keeper, or a bad keeper. You know, parries it back into the path of a striker. It's something that we need to try more of, rather than just waiting for Neves to have a worldie that goes in the top corner every now and yeah. again. Or it, in the words of Neil Neil Warnock, it might be a knob ending ninetieth minute. It don't matter; they all count, don't they? Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, then just after, not too long after the goal, like you mentioned, uh, well, it's five minutes. We got that penalty. Raúl Jiménez, Mister Reliable, in front of, uh, in, well, from the from the penalty spot. He's so good at pens, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. What's his stats going to be on FM Twenty? Yeah, as, <laughs> as mentioned earlier, this is weird. Um, we've upped his penalty. I'm the script. Yeah, I've upped his People penalty really attribute now. Four in the morning, yeah. <laughs> Up the penalty attribute to the max twenty because I downgraded it, believe it or not, after mm. he missed in the what? What cup was it, Tom? Uh, the hotels, the hotel cup, German the hotels, hotel, cup, hotel trophy, yeah, whatever the Trivago, classic, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> Um, and we, yeah, that was a that was a weird. That was the a forty-five weird minute heart games, wasn't it? That was uh, Verde Bremen, was it? We played, or somebody like that. I can't remember. No, I've got, I was, I've got I was the DVD still, somewhere. I was still hungover after the Euring the Euring Cup win. I was. <laughs> Euring Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was <laughs> pissed. I was out for four days after that. <laughs> oh man, what a, those were the days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've won a trophy since. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have. We have. Yeah, the Asia Champions of Asia. <laughs> yeah. You'll never sing that. <laughs> but we they, overall, I mean, it was a, it was a game of two halves really for Wolves. Like you say, it's the poor, very poor first half. Adama made the difference, and then Diogo. That was a bit of a of a nightmare. Um, I can't really blame him though, because he gets upended every single game. I just kick lumps out of him, and I think he's fine out enough. Yeah, it was naive, it was stupid. But how old is he? 22, 23 <laughs> I think he's a uh, twenty ton. <laughs> That's literally word for word what you said in Arriga, and I'm what, tripping that. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a young lad and he's still learning his craft and he's going to have to mature a little bit in that yeah. because he's a bit of a nasty bastard. He does like to kick out and I think he's just finally, you know, it's a short that broke the camel's back. But that's what makes him the player that he is, that passion. Yeah, he's tenacious as anything. He's brilliant and he gives it 100% for 70 minutes. Yeah. But... You know, it's it's a silly one to give away, but the ref couldn't wait to get his card out of his pocket. He shouldn't the have been fella, booked the first time, should he, at all? No, and the fella who got booked to the tackle on him should have been sent off, so mm. the ref couldn't wait to get them cards out. Yeah, so obviously without him um, without him for the return fixture against uh, Bratislava, which is a little bit annoying, um, because we'll, I'm sure, again, we'll talk about uh, Diego a little bit more um, shortly after the uh, when we're talking about the Arsenal game. Um, but after the game against Bratislava, obviously, unfortunately, had the news about Willy Bolly. Mm. Um, Tom, you were halfway through talking to us about this when our recording crashed. So I'm going to mm. let you take the lead on this. So this is new territory now. We don't know what yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, we do don't we? know what we're on about now. We can't make any more jokes about hearing it an hour ago now. Yeah, ha ha ha. Um, 
Well, I was. I think I posed the question about the conspiracy as to who broke Bolly's leg. Yeah. So, what who... were the rumors we've had? Cody, Gibbs, well, White, and Catroni. Yeah, I hadn't heard about Cody, but um, Cody came out and said that it was just completely innocuous and that he slipped. Matt, you said something about him running backwards or something. Oh, that was me. Yeah, no, so. I, I heard he was getting out of the bath. We've been aggro. Right? <laughs> having the bath together and he slipped. <laughs> he put a towel what, down. Can you that? imagine him that? <laughs> Someone else said he, he took his trousers off and he, his old uh, his old he tripped over his Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. Now, um, some, well, there was this guy on our coach back from uh, Villa, um, who actually knew the team with um, uh, with all the players before. Apart from he said Oscar Burr. I, I have told you this story before. Um, apart from Oscar Burr, I was like, man, how do you? I didn't obviously say this, but I just thought, how do you know this team? Um, and then he um, after they were asking him about the Bolly thing and. It, uh, Apparently, I don't know if it was Friday evening or the Saturday morning, they were like running backwards. I don't know if someone tripped him up or he tripped up and his ankle just went. Mm. Um, but I know you were going to ask. Oh, yeah, this assume. is so this is yeah. where we got to, wasn't it? And I said, yeah. uh, why are they doing physical training at this point? Where they'd, they, I assume they traveled back late Thursday night, they're yeah. traveling to Newcastle, which is the furthest away again that you've that we've got. Why are they doing any sort of running or physical training on, on it Friday? It should just be recovery. It yeah. should be recovery or, and tactics. Yeah, posi- position on the pitch. They shouldn't be yeah, doing sure. any sort of, Or even if, if they are doing some sort of recovery, I'd imagine it'd be some kind of like yoga stretching sort of thing. They get a bit of Zumba. Nuno doing Zumba with the lads, yeah. teaching the class. <laughs> not, no, not it'd be like the Cairo chambers and stuff, weren't it? Not yeah, the, I'd have thought the, so. Unless he tripped going, coming out of one of them. To be fair but, though, don't trust me on that story because the guy that said that story also called Harry Burgoyne Harry Bergolini so you know maybe that's a new signing in January yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, to be fair he's done well for you till under 23 <laughs> Harry Bergolini so yeah. oh, who knows um, well yeah going on that was a big loss and I think everyone was a bit worried then about the Newcastle mm. game oh we're gonna get announced relegation yeah um, but I mean we've seen the last week or so we've act- we sort of are capable we've act- I mean he's a he's a big miss but we are capable yeah. without well, him. even at the the Villa game where it's a completely different team you can just see throughout the club now there's this structure of of this is the the formation that we play and however much I've criticised it the one good thing from it is that it is very organised and if you do have key players missing that there are other players that can fill in the gaps and, and we can you know, still play a contained way, and even against a, an experienced Villa team, we were able to restrict them fairly well. I thought throughout the the game, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about yeah, yeah. Newcastle. Um, I I was shocked. Well, I was, when the team sheet came out, I was you know licking my lips. I thought it was a very very exciting team sheet because I assumed <laughs> we were going to be playing. We're going to be playing three four three because of the names on that team sheet. But then to see Doherty at right centre-back, I thought it was a little bit disappointing. And to see us playing uh, 5-3-2 uh, again was a little bit frustrating against a very poor Newcastle team. I, I was expecting us to, to throw more caution to the wind and be more attacking in that in that game. I, I, when the team came out initially, because Wolves posted it as Den Donker as the yeah. centre-back and as 3-4-3 yeah. like you suggested... And and then Sky put that with Doc at the back. I thought, like, what's going on there? We're obviously not going to play Matt Doty at centre half. And when the game actually started, I was there like, what? And I could sort of. It's going to sound stupid. I could sort of could have sort of seen it working, but it didn't work because 
it had you've got your weakest player who's not actually a centre back on the right, and then you've probably got no disrespect to Adama, your weakest defender on the yeah. right as well. So yeah. they they should have and probably well they had Alan St. Maximin as well on that side. Mm. They were always going to exploit it for the majority of the game if we kept like that really. I think Doc did okay at centre back, but he just restricted us going forward. Going I think forward, a little think, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I didn't it, see I didn't see the game. I was at, I was at Aintree, but I saw I saw the two goals because it came up on my phone like goal wall. So quickly went on to his goal. I had a, I had a, I had a look and managed to see them, but. Yeah, so for me to comment on it, it's a bit unfair because I've not seen the game back. I can only comment on the selection. I don't think yeah. putting Doc at centre half and he's not played there before. Is, is yeah, that was a bit of a, maybe a rush decision because he, we, I'd assume they wouldn't have known about Body maybe until midday the day before. But I suppose you still got twenty four hours to. I think, yeah, but you still know who plays where, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he, he would have had. You know, he must have like emergency situations in his head. If we lose Matinho, if we lose Jimenez, here is what we do: X, Y, and Z. They, they yeah, must they, have those things in place. They can construct a Cobra meeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the goal that we conceded was just shocking defending from from everybody because the ball originally came in from the our right hand side, but went it right across the box. We didn't clear it properly, and then it came back in. From the, other, the other side, all, well, all of them. I think Cobra, you have a single one player. Uh, well, Jota, though, it, would, it? it would be co- well. Jota failed. To, <laughs> Jota. <laughs> he still went for it. No, it's got to be Jota. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. Let me. It's got to be Vallejo. <laughs> hey, he's not even playing. Uh, I'll give you a name. I'll give you a name, Tom. Oh yeah, Roberto Martinez. <laughs> um, Jota obviously didn't clear the ball properly. He should have just hoofed it up the p- pitch. Boss. But Cody let his. <sighs> Come on, boys. <laughs> Yeah, it was Coda. Yeah, it was. You he lost his. Who was Checking it? Lascelles. Drive. Lascelles. Yeah. He lost his man. Free header at the near Lascelles? post. Lascelles. I don't think he was his man though, because Lascelles had sort of drifted to the edge of the area and ran back in in between well. Sace and Cody. Though I think. Well, I've got a vendetta, so. Yeah, that's it. Don't, I don't even listen to that Tom Rouse anyway. I don't listen to his opinion. Anything that no. comes out of Tom Rouse, yeah, he's, yeah, he's clueless, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's one thing that we didn't go off the script is the uh, the abuse that I had. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but do you think any team, Tom, Matt, you, you're irrelevant now. You didn't you didn't watch the game. So you, you do you think any do you, you think any team irrelevant. actually deserved to deserved to lead that game at halftime because it was pretty not, dire, wasn't it? Not at halftime, no. I think we were. I can't remember a chance that we had in the first half. I don't. I don't think. And then uh, Jota should have gone off. Really, I think when he had his bang to the head. Early on in the oh in god the, yeah yeah oh, was, that was, what do you uh, what do you think about that because a lot of people calling for VAR to get it no. sent off well, I think it was just one of those collisions no nah, that's for me it's a red he knows what he's doing again it's just another chance to rile Jota up I did say it so I can comment <laughs> it's um, and I saw the red card um, yeah. Steve Bruce never a red card yeah. there or thereabouts <laughs> six down. Just watch for piles there, boys. Oh, by the way, we're not just, yeah, that's a Steve Bruce compilation. We we spoke about this earlier as well. Yeah, Yeah. um, it's a red card for me. He's just steamed across with his arm. Mm. And Jossa looked a bit. He'd gone out, done six rounds. He looked looked a bit. Yeah, I'm sure about it. In real real time, it just seemed like a. Yeah, thing, re- but when they was- were slowing it down and speeding it up, like I saw saw where people were coming from, but yeah. I, I I don't know. I think it would have been very harsh to send him off, but I can I can sort of see where people are coming from on that but, point. But it affected Jota greatly because he wasn't the same player then, and it was after that that he gave the ball away for the goal and, and things like that. It was so Cody's fault anyway. So it was Cody's yeah. fault, yeah. So, <clears throat> um, 
What were we saying? Oh, about the first half. Yeah, it's we, not about Cody. Yeah, Cody's crap, uh, and yeah. we didn't, <laughs> and we didn't make any, we didn't make any chances. So, uh, yeah. um, oh, ne- the next, comment section. next week, I'll Strike say to the comment section. <laughs> next week, I'm going to say when is Cody going to score next? That's going to be the next yeah. thing I'm going to slag him off about. Yeah. Um, yeah, our second half. I mean, we were much better in the second half because we actually changed. Did Donka well, went to the back? Yeah. We actually went to the three-four-three. Three. Shock. We were, we were good with the three-four-three three again. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, it's so predictable now that, and I think fans were getting a little bit frustrated after that game because again against weak opposition or poor opposition in Newcastle that we're not playing like that from the very very beginning. And if we did, we'd have won that game comfortably. And we offer to opponents too much respect, uh, and we you know think oh we just stay in the game even if we're one nil down with twenty minutes to go we back ourselves to get something. We've got to be more positive and we've got to. Get on the front foot more, and try uh, and make well. Just have a few shots on goal, or move the ball faster. And we did see that yesterday, but we'll we'll come to that. In yeah, a bit. We saw it last season though. We couldn't break teams down who were lesser than us. But it's as if we were not trying though in those games. Yeah, but it's a different so kind of issue this season. It's just like just we used to have a lot of the ball, but now it's just like they just don't know what to do, mm. especially in the first half. But a bit too like respectful. Tom. Went back to the old thing. Newcastle actually sat quite deep, and it was the the sort of situation where we had a little bit more of the ball than them again, and we just didn't quite know what to do with it. Thirteen shots that game, but only five on target mm. um, against Newcastle. Obviously, we got we got that goal in the end, though. I was Johnny just about Austin. to say yeah. we we failed to mention how good Johnny was all game. Uh, I think in the last he has couple of weeks, for the last few weeks, yeah. yeah, he's been really improved, and and people have slagged him off about how, what he contributes going forward. <sighs> And we spoke about it last time about how he is he does contribute, but it was strange to see him so far forward because I think it was only Southampton last season that he scored, and that was you know chances oh, though you know he has had a couple of chances. Yeah, though, I'll yeah. never forget the FA Cup final. The first ten seconds, the ball came to him. I thought he'd whipped one in top oh, God, top yeah. bins. Yeah. Um, but Take no, he, final. Uh, sorry, so, all right. Oh, yeah, Tom, mate, all right. Off. Give me a oh, right. yeah, there, son. And Tom on about me. semis again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Johnny, there was a ball in to the box just before Johnny's goal, where there was nobody in the box apart from Johnny. And you know, you don't want a Johnny by himself in the box, do you? You want other players around him. Yeah. To be fair, I, I saw the goal and I thought it was a good finish. It was he didn't want to take it on his weak foot. He was a bit off balance. I thought, you know what? It's a, a, a decent, decent finish that. Yeah. Uh, but I can't believe that. Well, we'll move on to the Arsenal game where he was absolutely outstanding. But I can't believe fans slag him off. Like yeah. defensively, he's probably one of the best wing backs slash full backs in the league. There's not many that get past him. Mm. But offensively, he's he's got a lot better. I mean, he's quick on the ball. Like his crossing isn't probably as good because he's running down the left. He's having to cut in, but he drives forward and he's strong as an ox. He's I think offensively he's, he's he's good, but he doesn't do step overs, so he doesn't look class, does he? No, mate. No word of it. That's what I was gonna say. People think he's not as good going forward because mm. he's not like your flair type player, yeah. and he's not quick, and he's not like that. No, he, he's not slow. You look, though. you look at you look at it. Yeah. Oh, oh. We need Vinagre on more because he can. He's a better attacking, but he's a better defender. Johnny gets Johnny gets and... the Johnny gets the ball into the box more consistently than mm. Vinagre does as well. I I would say, without looking at the stats. Hey, look, I, I I don't look at the assist stats or stuff like that, but I bet you Johnny's contributed a lot to towards goals with key passes. His low well. centre of gravity helps as well, especially mm. defending. Like he don't see him get turned inside out because he can turn on a sixpence. So yeah. 
Um, I, I love him. I think I think he's brilliant. And I, I I raised my eyebrows when we signed him for however much it was. It was definitely a, a Mendes thing. Yeah, mm. and I was like, wow, look, mm. we we paid that for him. Yeah. I, but it's definitely started to pay that back now for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, remember, everyone was worried when he came in for Barry Douglas. <laughs> Who? Mm. <Yeah. laughs> Who? Um, the red card we'll, we'll quickly uh, touch on before we, we finish off with the Newcastle game Sean Longstaff sent off high challenge on Neves general consensus consensus red card I'd assume yeah I feel a bit sorry for him because of all the press that he's had in the recent weeks all very positive and obviously he's very enthusiastic and and you know he's taken his chance to be a star man at Newcastle and maybe he was just a little bit too enthusiastic too over the top and cost him in the end yeah, I know the Dave... catching boys probably but he's left bollocks so it was a uh, never has made an awful lot of it didn't he he's got other one chomp hey chomp <laughs> 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 no you got to roll around though because if you get back up the ref doesn't give it yeah, well it also probably hurt him a lot as well that's probably why he was on the floor yeah nah. so Steve yeah. Bruce said that's why I said it yeah I know I know mate well, the cheers, thing is, cheers mate <laughs> Steve Bruce said it but I don't think they appealed it though did they so they obviously nah. knew it was yeah, of course yeah. they did, yeah. The thing is, though, now with VAR, again, we go back to that VAR discussion, the chances of appeals actually coming off are probably a lot lower than they were before mm. because they've got another ref looking at it as well. Well, it, does, it means nothing. It just means, yeah. you know, well, more, yeah, with the, more chance with the for a mistake. state of VAR. Yeah, 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 exactly. But another point on the road for Wolves, a little bit disappointing because I'm sure Wolves fans, I mean, in terms of league games in... In October, it was City, Southampton and Newcastle. I think most fans probably would have wanted, realistically, four or six, six points. Yeah, yeah, six points. Managed to get five, which mm. I think isn't bad. But when you look at two of the games we were against Southampton yeah, and Newcastle... I mean, it should have been nine, really, in hindsight. When you have three points against City, which is a you know massive surprise. But then you follow it up with two of the worst teams in the league. One that gets beaten nine shortly after and one that is widely considered to be the worst team with the worst manager and we give them so much respect that we make them seem like they're Barcelona yeah. and we just about get a point it's very very disappointing yeah but uh, no sorry not very very disappointing it was underwhelming perhaps yeah yeah would you, I mean Wolves now again we will talk about the Arsenal game in, in a bit but they're on a pretty un, uh, impressive unbeaten run though I mean the Southampton game was probably more disappointing because it was at home and off the back of an international mm. break where the majority of our boys had a decent break as well. Um, but the, the the Newcastle game, can you sort of understand that a bit more because it's coming back from Slovakia and then you've got to travel back up to Newcastle and then you've got the the sort of the body injury as well. Uh, I mean, we probably had more chances to, to win that game, I suppose. But can you understand... Why maybe we've been dropping points in those last couple of games? Well, I think it's you know the the fact that we're not losing is very very positive. <laughs> yeah, you just cough right into the mic here, Matt. Nice one. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> I'm trying to come away from it. The fact that we're not losing is very very positive. It's just that we're not taking the lead in games at all, and that's when we have taken the lead, we've won the game. Um, we haven't thrown away a lead, so we just need to be more positive in the first half. So we, that's why we're you know we're not doing well. Um, just blame Cody, Tom. Yeah, I will blame Cody. In fact, yeah, um, he's the, he's the captain after all. Um, but I don't think you can use the the travelling as an excuse because we beat Man City after we travelled to Besiktas, which is the furthest mm. away in the group. So they obviously recovered very very well after that. 
But whether well, no it's... one asks the questions after you win, you beat someone. It's well, when exactly. you've drawn or lost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so? exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll move on now. Uh, League Cup. We have t- touched on it slightly. Aston Villa away. Unfortunately, Wolves crashed out of the League Cup uh, after a defeat to Villa. Sold out away end. So, well, I said it was a sold out ground. Mm. But I'm sure I saw plenty of empty seats there as well. Oh, yeah. um, and I think the the massive talking point here is 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 lineup. So uh, Villa made nine changes themselves, but it was still a pretty solid team. Probably a team that would mm-hmm. do a job in the championship um, with some of the players that were in there. Uh, still Douglas Louise, who they spent big money on playing in that game. Connor Hurahan, Trezeguet as well, El Ghazi, uh, and Wolves making a massive amount of changes. Um, Rudy Gol, Kilman, Bennett, and Vallejo at the back. Vinagre and Sanderson as the wing backs. Terry uh, Taylor Perry, and it's it's so confusing having Terry Taylor and oh, Taylor no. Perry. By the way, uh, Bruno Jordão, uh, then Pedro Neto, Catrone, and Chem Campbell. Um, Matt, we were there. You had your top off after our goal, as per. Um, <laughs> Quickly back on again. Yeah. What did I mean? What do you think, Matt? When when that when that lineup came out, what were you, what were your initial thoughts on that? Well, I was in the Wellington in town and I saw the lineup and I was like, "No, nah, I'm staying here." <laughs> My brother convinced me to come back, come yeah. back into town, uh, come back to the game, and it was I don't know, like it, I think it was a statement from Nuno to the board. That's what I think. Oh, so where's the cost of money gone, Jeff? Yeah, where's the cost of money, Jeff? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it was. I think it was a statement. So like, look, I wanted to wanted just to go strong into the window in the summer, and we didn't. And obviously, he said recently that he he wants to have a good window in January. He needs to strengthen, and we're struggling. So, for me, that it was more of a statement. There was no need for him to rest that many players. So, it, it was it was disappointing, but it was understandable. I'm I'm not sh- I'm not sure though because it it's been said, especially throughout summer and the start of the season, and at the fans' parliament, that Nuno said he wants a small squad. Hmm. So, but has Nuno come out and said that? We've got sixty players as well. Don't forget. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what, well, yeah. We, we've seen. The I know New he's York not. Uh, you're probably right. I don't think he's come out and said it publicly, but it's it was made it was made pretty obvious that he wanted that, and then he's obviously throughout the season everyone's saying no, we're not tired, we're fine, we're fine, and then it comes to this game, and he's obviously done that because he doesn't prioritise this cup whatsoever, but it also shows to the board our lack of squad depth, mm. not just in the first team, but. I mean, we've got some very talented academy players, but I don't mean they're quite ready for. Most of them aren't quite ready for Premier League football. Uh, but then in the in the pre-match press conference of the Arsenal game, he made out how they were struggling a little bit with the with because they've played twenty-two games now. So I don't know. I think I think he's slowly but surely realizing how difficult it is to manage this team with so many fixtures, with two or three fixtures per week. Um, and I and, and I think you are probably right. I think in January now. The club and and even Jeff Jeff Shee said said there's going to be money to spend. I think especially if we qualify for the knockout stages, yeah. I think they are going to bolster out that squad, whether it be with loans or whether it be with permanent transfers. Well, if you look at the transfers you brought in, Vallejo, <laughs> gone son, gone no, that, that, <laughs> that, was, that was my say on, the on Vallejo. Of Cody, who's <laughs> um, worse than Cody, and that's saying something. <laughs> And why is that, Tom? <laughs> Come on, carry on. Yeah. Vallejo's been very poor. Neto, still not overly convinced that he's first team consistently ready yet. No. I mean, you compare him to Jota and Adam, he's, he's not at that, at that level yet. Catroni's been hit and miss, not playing to not playing to his strengths. But then again, when he, he fluffed a couple of chances, mm. 
and Jordao is knocking around the under-23s for a bit. So they're the four that we brought in. It's not great, is it? Mm. But you never see a team really go out and strengthen in January because teams are unlikely to let their assets go halfway through the season because they're either looking for European places yeah. or to stay in the league or to win the title or whatever. So I can't imagine that we will... Or if we are going to spend big, it's, good, it's because we're going to have to spend huge fees to get these players off their of the teams that they play for. I'd be surprised if we did spend real you know, money in the... I think it'd be loans, though, yeah. Lo- lo- yeah, money. loans. Loans is reasonable, but it, but then is a team going to loan out a player that's any use to them with five, six months of the season left if they're any yeah. good? Yeah, and I think that um, Frank Kess rumor keeps coming up, doesn't it? Yeah. Frank Kessie, yeah, yeah, well, and and, yeah. and the and the two newest rumors today. I know this could, you know, it's totally BS, but um, it could be um, both. Championship players, do you think? I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, Oh, we've gone from Ruben Diaz to this and so on. Um, do you think you know they're, they're English players? Obviously, Wolves might be looking towards that homegrown thing, although we've got very talented academy players. Do you think stuff like that could work? Because I mean, they're not in European competition championship sides. That Ben Davison isn't a bad player, I'm going to link with today. He's Ben Davis, isn't he, from Preston? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's Spurs. No, no. You know, you, your mate gets scored. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did, yeah. yeah. Um, but do you, I mean, Tom, Tom, what, what, sorry, Matt. What, what, either of you, what do you think about Wolves? Rather than recruiting from abroad, these players are obviously that we're looking at are probably proven for European competition. Like you say, Tom, are we going to spend 15, 20 million or plus on a player when we may, we, well, the chances mm. are we're not going to get Europe again next season? Like, how. It, it, it's, it's very, well, very difficult. It'd be very that, interesting to see, won't it? That's the the problem. And there's another problem as well, which nobody, to my knowledge, has mentioned. But it should have already happened. And that was last week. Brexit should have happened. Are Fosun concerned about pumping millions and millions and millions of pounds into a British business where in a few months they might not be allowed to live in the country and things like that? Nobody's mentioned that. But it could be something in the back of their minds as a business. They're unsure of the future of the country. I think it's, it could be an issue. I don't want to get too political, but, uh, you know. Hashtagging politics. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> let's tr- let's trust, trust the process and trust Boris here, boys. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. I don't know. I think, did, yeah. did, I think there'll be something to do with footballers and living in the UK and stuff. I think it'll, I think, I think, I think if it'll be fine. If you're already living here, I think you'll be fine. Right, look how much money they get paid. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Bringing good money into the country as well. So. We might get Lyle Taylor on the podcast next week, so he's got some good political views. <laughs> I'll get Tony Watt on. Yeah, we're done here. We're done here. I mean, this massive sidetrack from the Villa game. So, Villa 2, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wolves 1. Remember that game? Yeah. Um, that. What did you... Well, either you, what did you think of the defence? Because I thought, you know, Villa got in behind a couple of times early on. Uh, it... it, it Putting a lot of the play down that side with Dion Sanderson and Vallejo at the mm. start, uh, just easy balls in behind. But then eventually the goal actually came from yeah. the opposite side. And you can see why Patricio's our number one. Yes, just well, saying. That, that was uh, of all the kids that played, it was actually the, the senior or first team players that actually let us down in both of the goals. Vinagre uh, let who who was it who scored El Ghazi or El, El Garzi, yeah. yeah, he let him run in behind him. And then John Ruddy's popper dumb hands, you know, led led them to score. Or wrists. 
And then, yeah. and then the inexperience of the team showed them we we just scored and we didn't sort of shut up shop for a couple of minutes and just make sure we just hold it at one one for a little bit and then see. They gave away a very foolish free kick on that side and then and then Ruddy getting beaten like that at his near post. Well, I could switched off a few times this year already. Yeah. I mean, well, he got dropped, didn't he, after the Everton game because he played so poorly. But then against Man-, Torino, Man City, yeah. Man City was yeah, super. Man City, yeah. Yeah, and then we haven't really seen him then until Villa um, since then. But I thought that the team were actually quite defensively well organised. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier about the, the structure of the team and the formation is so set throughout the club that they know... They know their positions. Kilman, I thought, played well. Bennett slotted into that role, and by the sounds of it, wasn't anywhere near hundred percent fit. So did a yeah. good, good job. Um, but it was. I don't. The midfield we lacked experience a lot, and I think that's it, probably. It, it was on. weird though because we've been calling for the three-four-three, but then he's actually gone. Actually, yeah, go on. Then we'll give you the three-four-three. But he's trusted two young, yeah, yeah, midfielders against that such an ex, like a pretty experienced Man City, um, yeah. Man City, Aston Villa midfield <laughs> there. Um, but, but for, for uh, however many times you, uh, I didn't see the same as you then, Dave, because I didn't think that they got in behind us a lot. They looked very threatening in Villa, but well, not, and not, they had a lot of shots, but not many on target. Not a lot, but I think it was three or four times. Definitely at least once before the goal, where Kilman made a terrific challenge. Yeah, he did. Yeah, where yeah, they yeah. were just it was pretty basic balls, and it was the gaps between the defenders. They were just going straight through them. It happened on the one side that Kilman made the tackle and then an identical opportunity happened on the other mm. side and that's when they scored the goal. Um, but we did restrict them a lot from range, which I thought I, was I pretty thought, good. I thought Kilman played played really well. Probably the best I've seen. Yeah. I mean, you look at all that at the team and the young lads and if you said, right, you don't know the age of these players, pick out, pick out, pick out the experienced pros. Mm. Kilman probably the one you picked out. Yeah. He looked so calm and composed on the ball and and, def- and defended well. But yeah, I thought, I thought I thought he did really well and I wasn't again I wasn't convinced when I first saw him play. It was in the cup maybe and I thought mm. he played yeah, last but, season didn't he against somebody. Yeah, yeah but he came off for about 10 seconds. To be fair, yeah. when he's <laughs> when he when he's been called upon the last few weeks he, he's done well and I think the Villa, the Villa game was the the best game he's had so far. Mm. I yeah. trust him more than Vallejo at the moment. Yeah, did you? What did you lot think of Vallejo against Villa? Because I saw someone say he was crap on Villa. Mm, Villa but I don't think he was that. Bad. It was probably the best game he's had. I was just about to say that, which, <laughs> it, which is about a four out of ten. He was yeah. okay. He was fine. Yeah, he was just okay. And I've just he didn't make any the, mistakes. Just check the possession stats. I never realised Wolves had twenty eight percent of the ball. That's uh, usually that's uh, a very good. It's a very good thing if we have that low number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll quickly touch on the Wolves goal because we haven't done that. Patrick Catrone did get one uh, ten minutes after half time. Um, great work from Perry driving the ball forward. I thought he yeah. he looked pretty decent actually throughout the game as well. Yeah, and like I just forward. said as well about having a pot shot, it came back off the keeper. No, he didn't come back off the keeper, was it? He but it was a shot. I think it was a shot. Like diverted his shot. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a shot, and you never know. And if that's what Catroni likes, balls into the six yard box. That's that's what we got to we got to provide that's him with. Strength, and he's a proper poacher. Mm. He's never going to take it past three or four people. He's just the right place, right time. Mm. Um, and again, we don't really get enough balls into the box, and we don't have enough, we don't have enough shots to kind of work the keeper, and then that happens, or the rebound yeah. comes out. So we aren't playing to his strengths. He likes to peel off and, and get in behind, and he makes those runs, but no one really picks him out. So that's what about his what... clear? He had that clear cut chance. Oh. So uh, yeah, he should have scored that. As well. he then... 
He's, I think he's like a little bit like uh, Traore in that if he's got too much time to think about something, he's going to miss. I believe Whereas City, he, you remember as well yeah. when he was through on goal against City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's if it's just a sharp chance like the one at Chelsea or the one at Villa, he'll score. But if he's got too much time, well, he had he must have had fifteen seconds when he had the ball, and you just think he's going to miss. He's going to miss. I didn't feel confident for any second. No, I didn't. He was about to kick the ball, then realised he left the kettle on. One of them mm. ones. Um, well, we'll quickly move on because we haven't got long left. Uh, the, most... <laughs> uh, the most recent game against Arsenal. Um, I mean, much better, much better Wolves performance. Um, Matt, we went. Uh, Rouse is a plastic, so he didn't go. Yeah. Um, but you had it on the box, uh, Rouse, with the old yeah. Chinese commentary, didn't you? One of yeah. them ones. <laughs> Very um, enjoyable. Yeah, three better four than Martin three. Tyler. Uh, three four three, which again I was I was surprised at because I thought you know Arsenal. I know they've they've had their problems recently, but pretty solid team on paper. I thought we might have packed out in the midfield just to frustrate them, but we went for it. Matt three four three, your boy in right wing back, and mate, first ten minutes, you know we could have we could have definitely grabbed a goal. We put them under real pressure early on, didn't we? Yeah, we did, and it's the first time we've started with three four three in a while, and we took the game to Arsenal. It's the first time that we've took the game to a team in the first half this season and it, it shows that it works and I want to see more of that because we could quite easily could have could have scored in those first 10 minutes started yeah. really brightly um, and yeah it, it was good to see much more the whole performance was really really good but the first 10 minutes was good the next 20-30 weren't so good in the second half if we finished really strong so yeah, the three-four-three worked wonders. I was a little bit concerned to have Martino Neves in that midfield two yeah. against three of theirs, but they controlled the game really well. And, and Neves was was a lot better. He, re, he recycled the ball better. He had, his, his passing was better. Uh, he had a few shots, albeit not none of them winning. But you know, he can hurt teams from there. He can't yeah. hurt teams, and he's sat on the edge of his box. So playing yeah. a little bit further forward, and it kind of highlights his main attributes. He did seem to have a lot more time and space yesterday than than other games, um, but yeah, I, I was just thinking now as you as you were talking, you know how Nuno comes out after the game and always says about how he gets asked, you know, why can, why are you only playing well for twenty minutes or what little spells, yeah. and he says about well the the ambition is to be able to play well for ninety minutes. That's what we want to achieve, but we're not there yet. Do you think that he's playing three five two because he's concerned about how uh, weak we are? We can't, and we can't keep the it up for for 90 minutes so we'll just keep ourselves in the game for the first half and then go in the second half and then maybe just had a I don't know but well, I think the reason he went 3-4-3 yesterday was was because uh, Arsenal are so weak at wing back at full back so we thought right we can exploit that throughout the game yeah I think there's a, there's a probably a number of reasons why I mean we could be just speculating and we don't know why he does it or you know he yeah. might be in training it might be brilliant but yeah, I think you might be right there you know 3-5-2 Frustrate an opponent for 45 minutes. This is why I sort of thought we'd go with it against Arsenal. Frustrate the opponent for 45 minutes. Um, if we go in at half-time, nil-nil, then that's when Arsenal start to come out, start pushing up, mm. and we go 3-4-3 three, three, and we get them on the counter-attack like we did against City. Um, mm. But I thought yesterday, the way I think we probably shocked Arsenal, the way we just went straight at them, and... Um, you know, we could have. We had a couple of early chances in the first yeah, ten I th- minutes. I think going three four three gives us so much more offensive options. You got the two. You got obviously you got the, the strike, and then you've got two overlapping or underlapping fullbacks inside forwards. And a lot of the times you might have one man up on the on the on the wing, and it showed like we were exploiting them time after time, especially mm-hmm. with um, Jota and Johnny. They were both, they were both brilliant. So it's uh, it was encouraging. It was a really good performance. 
I, I got frustrated watching on telly with Jota because, yes, he was great and he was positive and he was running and running with the ball, but he just seemed to, and on more than one occasion, just sort of run into a dead end. he just run until he met a defender, whereas I, I was screaming at him to release the ball earlier to Jimenez and just he was doing the right thing and Jimenez was making the right run, but they were just it was just too late that the ball was being released from him. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, J- I thought like you say there, Jota was the way he was driving at people was like the Jota of old, but he just just didn't pull pull the trigger mm. that he's. As if he wasn't, if is it, it as if he wasn't looking up to see like what everyone else is doing. He but tries to pull the trigger at the end, and it just rolls off his studs, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it's um, yeah. it should have just gone down. He should have got the pen, but no, no, don't lie, that does it. Yeah. He's waiting for the contact, and the way he's dangled the leg out, he could have quite easily gone over. Mm. We've gone for his left foot, I think. Earlier. I think he tried to cut it back onto his right foot, and maybe curly in, like bundled it in. But I think if he if he tried it on his left foot, it might have uh, gone and got the three points. But that's just looking at uh, at it in hindsight, I suppose. Johnny but, was brilliant as well. Yeah, but what what did Tom? What did you make of the back three? Say said then Donker actually coming into it. I think that worked for Wolves because the distribution was was much better. I thought anyway to Neves and Martino and Co. Yeah, although there was a couple of minutes uh, <laughs> they just looked completely disorganised. There was the uh, who's that, Tom? Uh, well, the captain. Um, oh, okay. The <laughs> the goal. <laughs> I'm not, for everybody listening. I am joking, right? Yeah. All the time. Um, Mate, uh, get the timestamp of that so you can just reply to everyone in the yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the the goal came from just real lapse in concentration. Sace failed to clear the ball. Dendonka got a, a knob end, as you said, on it, and it fell straight, <laughs> fell straight to Abamyang. Whereas if they'd have been more, more. Um, uh, decisive and just somebody really put a foot in and just stopped the ball coming in. That that goal was was avoidable, I thought. And then a minute or so after, where that complete cock up, where what they obviously weren't talking to each other, and mm. one of them, oh god, uh, yeah, then Donker slammed it into Sace or something like that. He that, slid uh, in, didn't he? Like, to, to me, that's Pat- Patricio's fault because he should be commanding that defence. Mm. But whether it's a language barrier or something else. There is. There's been a couple of times this season where they just don't look like they're talking to each other, and it's mm. basics, absolute Trisha basics. doesn't really communicate that well. No, that's one he doesn't, of his he doesn't command his Lads, box either. Football is a universal language. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, but when you need to tell somebody "man on," yeah. you need English or French Malejo. or Portuguese. Yeah. Um, said the distribution from that back three was a lot better, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that the balls out were, were were great, and kudos <laughs> to him and his hold up player. He's brilliant and brilliant. Yeah, and the, the goal the as goal, well. Yeah, it was very. Martino, very... I think, uh, deserves a bit of credit for that. that well, that's yeah. yeah. you, you, you don't you see come that back further. Only from him, do you? John, Johnny's uh, quick throwing as well, very quick yeah. thinking. I thought it was a very, very good goal, and well, well taken as well. He by like salmon, didn't he, against two, two defenders, like the proverbial salmon. It's a. He's got a great leap on well, him. Um, he went to see uh, Wicked later on, and for for those uh, musical fans, he was uh, defying gravity when uh, he scored uh... that goal. What does that mean, Tom? Well, there's yeah. a song in the song oh, in that right, in so, that musical yeah. called. Define we also went to watch the American football today as well. So. I know. A bit of hand and hand they hand. had a blinking Halloween party. They've had a lovely week, haven't they? Yeah. The Wolves team. And, and that, in, that Indian Bollywood party, party yeah. As well. Where's well, Aaron? Focus, focus on the pitch, lads. Yeah. Do you start winning games? Oh. You see that on there, the day after Villa? And, you know, the players are up to this whilst we get knocked out the cup. All right, <laughs> let me. Uh, yeah, it's not Nuno's fault, is it, mate? You know. I'm in a putting a fun ban. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 25 shots uh, for Wolves, much yeah. better going forward just in general, weren't we? And I think 
I know Arsenal are a bit shaky at the back, but you could take that into the game against Bratislava and definitely take that into the game against Villa, who you know have their defensive issue, defensive issues as well. Daffantev. No, <laughs> Daff uh, We could have a we could have a pretty tasty weekend coming up if we can well, actually if, put teams to the sword again. Yeah, it's and if we week. if we start three four three in both games and just say right. We've, we back ourselves defensively to deal with a counter-attack because we have been countered a couple of times in the last few games, Newcastle and uh, Arsenal. But we we have dealt with it. We haven't been scored from a counter-attack. Uh, sorry, we haven't conceded a goal from a counter-attack. But I, I just hope that we do get on the front foot and, and make a statement early on in the game, even if it's just a shot or a deflect, deflection, something like that, where we in. say, yeah, exactly, in, <laughs> in the first 20 minutes. And we oh, that's, yeah. I just want to see something oh, happen. I would love to go. 3-4-3 three, three against the Villa Nuno just says look at the size of my bollocks and just goes for it from the, from the first whistle I think that's yeah. what we we need to do because I think teams dar- are expecting us to be yeah, a, a bit cautious yeah a Steve Ball lower as well that'd be lovely yeah. wouldn't it I, I don't think he would though mate. I don't think I don't think he's got the he's brain cells so to remember yeah, he, he don't, he don't understand what's going on does he he's <laughs> probably doesn't even know the next club yeah, yeah. <laughs> right that's the the, the round up we're going to quickly finish off uh, with a uh, some quick fire questions to boys one word answers please uh, Josh Ladd says most promising looking player versus Villa Matt Kilman Tom Taylor Perry oh, I was going to say Perry I'll go Kilman I'll go Kilman as well that bald lad in gold looked alright uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a young he did alright yeah, yeah, work, work on his wrists what did you think of Chem Campbell by the way did you think he was a bit shy shy he looked, the game? Yeah, he looked a bit scared in the um, mm. I, d- I was I was you know, very pleased to see such a young player playing, but he um, it looks a bit too much for him. Dortmund and Leipzig won him apparently. Yeah, yeah um, it was. I think it was Finners on ninety minute football called him the uh, Jaden Sancho regen. Shut up, Finn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> joking, Finn. Love you. Uh, yeah, it's sixteen. I think I was playing FM on my laptop in bed, so you know he did hard for himself. Yeah. I'm sure he could also do the same thing if he really wants to, but you know. Um, <laughs> Tyler Krausen too says. Key player slash let's go position. Key player slash position you want to sign in January, Matt. Central midfielder. Tom. Centre back. We had what? this question last time. We have it every week. Yeah. Um, who, who needs a place in centre half? Tom. <laughs> uh, if I speak, I'm in big trouble. Willy Bolly. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's injured. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Amari Carlin fought on Den Donker this season and in his opinion he's offered nothing but we have no <laughs> option to replace him as Bolly's now injured because Wolves have put Sace in there I don't, I don't know what he's on about but basically saying Den Donker's been crap in his opinion yeah, he's been, Matt uh, Forts yeah, speak when you've spoken to Tom <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's been really poor it just uh, yeah I just don't think he's cut the mustard this season um, I know he didn't play much at the start of last season but Comparing to what it was like last end of last season, it's not he's not done enough. But the whole team's underperformed, so mm. you can't just say to him everyone hasn't hasn't really pulled pulled the weight. It's just yeah, for me, it's he's not done enough, and I'd probably look to not replace him, but give him some competition in John. That was a very long one-word answer, and I yeah. disagree with it all, Tom. Yeah, the same. I, I don't I don't think he's done anything different to that he did for the second half of last season. I think he does the dirty work. He makes he gives the space for Martinho and Neves to play, and he's not going to create any assists. He's not going to get many goals. He he's versatile. I I think he's he, he, well as you said everybody's underperformed so far. That's I a good one. I enjoyed that. 
He hasn't made it. He hasn't dropped any clangers. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, someone put it on Facebook, you know, one of those Dingle's A Wee groups, you know, um, and, and slagging Den Duncroft. And I said, what? The, the thing is that Neves and Matinho are quite, they've got them, they, their passes are fantastic, you know, the yeah. players around him, they've got fancy flicks and stuff like that. They've got that <laughs> bit of flair where Den Duncroft, like you say, does the dirty work. A lot of that goes unnoticed and stuff like that as well. And he makes those runs in behind, which I think at times drags mm. those defenders, creates spaces for all the others, like you but said. He, well. he doesn't. Dr- he doesn't drive with the ball. When he does drive with the ball, he's like. But nobody I don't does. think he's that type of player, though. Yeah. If that's what you want from a box to box midfielder, you want him to did, get. You want him to drive with the ball. Year. He didn't huh? do it last at best. No, I, I was sorry. Yeah, what you call him? <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, I, I. Yeah, um, average is one word answer. But you, yeah. Rose, thank you. Slightly above average. That's not one word. That is it. That is it, though. Uh, my answer is disagree with Matt. Yeah. Um, we actually got Amari's brother, Lamar, who's actually also asked a question. Is he the fellow on Pop Idol? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you disappointed with the team selection last night, meaning the Aston Villa game? Matt, one word answer. Yes. Tom Rouse. No. Oh, he's not disappointed. Uh, one word answer for this. Do you think Wolves could have gone on to win the Carabao Cup, Matt? No. Tom? Yes. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could have, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, if we beat the Villa, we'll be in the quarterfinal. They may or may not have a bye against Villa as well, uh, against Liverpool as well. You know, depending on what happens there. Oh, because they've got got to play the Super Cup Cup and the Carabao Cup on the same day, haven't they? Yeah, and have two separate teams, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the same day. Well, is Klopp going to be in both places at once? On FaceTime or something? on Skype, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Boom. (laughs) Boom, boom. boom. Doing that on FaceTime. (laughs) Nuno style. Doing the Nuno. Yeah. Again, another question. This is our Brad Fisher. He's asked who we should offload and who we should replace them with. I was going to ask Rouse, but I know his answer. Um, if you had to sell, let's say, it's, I mean, it's a small squad as it is, Matt. If you had to sell one player from this current squad, who would it be? Based on performances alone. Uh, Morgan Gibbs, what? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. And I think we'd probably get a decent fee for him just because he's English and young and he was in that under-19s mm. or 17s squad. Yeah. That doesn't mean I want to sell him, but it's just there's no one else who's played as poorly like as John him. Ruddy? John Ruddy, yeah. We'd get about 10 million for him as well. How much? <laughs> <laughs> Banter. <laughs> right. We're going to finish off there because that was a pretty disappointing note to end up on. Um <laughs> Guys, if you, of course, if if you are listening, be sure to uh, hit the like button on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you do, and let us know your thoughts on this sort of new style that we've tried out. Uh, do you think it's worked, or do you prefer us all sat holding hands in the same room? Uh, if you're Not listening on a podcast, be sure to, of course, leave a review if you're able to on iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Uh, before we leave, though, Matt, where can people find you if they wish to? It's M Cooper Wrights on Twitter and Instagram. Matt Cooper on LinkedIn, uh, Tom yes. Rouse. All those connections. Uh, the yeah, uh, the old gold eighteen seventy seven on Twitter, and please do check out the Rouse and Roach oh, podcast. Hey, we yes. don't talk about people's podcasts on here. Ed Sorry, I didn't realise I was talking to the fan cast who don't yeah. like competition. Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, but so, talking balls are decent. Uh, mm, yeah. Well, dis- disorganised, I tell you. <laughs> we went around Rouse's house, and it was somehow a. a 
uh, inconvenience for him. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've travelled all the way from sunny West Brom to the House of Rouse. That lad could have been at his dad's an hour earlier for tea. I know. We we, uh, we literally went round Rouse's for cookies and a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, and watch the match. Anyway, watch the match. Yeah. <laughs> that's just finished. Uh, the next podcast, depending on when we do it, but we've definitely got one planned in a recording studio. We're Woo-hoo. going to market. So uh, we're definitely going to have a, a, a nice one in there. Um, but <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. We'll see you next time anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you all very, very soon.